screedle deedle, a doodly dee, a screedle deedly doo. What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo, aka the Thwip Tribble, aka JD. Holla at your boy, this is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And with us this week is... Brandon, a.k.a. Inspector Space Time Tribble. Yay! Yay, so, Brandon! Uh, let's see. We are here at 4327 Main Street, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It is a comic book shop. You can come and visit us and be on the show if you are so inclined. We are here to talk about a myriad of different pop culture things, including a certain movie that dropped last week. Certainly. But first, we have to go to our letters. Our letters? We've got lots, lots and, and lots and lots and lots, and lots, letters. lots of letters. I'll this... tell you, Len. Um, <laughs> before you get started, uh, you know, we do this on the other show, and when you're not here, nobody nobody gets in on it. They just uh, look at me. Brian and Noel. While I sing the song, and then just... and then That's a shame, because Noel should definitely know the song. Yeah. It's your song. That's why I don't get in on it. I, I see it as your thing. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> but... Feel free to chime in, <laughs> because while it might be my song, this is our well, I meant show. both of your thing. It's a Wen and JD special. Ah, oh, like a fastball special. Am I Wolverine? <laughs> Who's Wolverine? <laughs> oh, all right. We're just going to drop that? Okay, cool, go ahead. I mean, Wen made <laughs> a face. I don't know what it meant. <laughs> I had to remember who the other one was Colossus. in the fastball special. I remember that it was yeah. Colossus. And I was like, am I stronger than JD? <laughs> Arm wrestle right now. Let's yeah. go. Well, he, Len won. I already know I won because he can't do 20 push-ups. Len won and I pooped my pants. <laughs> All right. We got an email from Kia Sharice. Hey, Kia. You asked what universe we would love to live in. Mm. I would definitely want to be in the Avatar The Last Airbender universe. I think I would want to be either an Earthbender or a Waterbender. Pause. Which bender would you be? Oh, I would be... Part of me wants to be a Waterbender because then I could be a Bloodbender. Mm. I knew you'd I go there. I could F some folks you up. You would. You know what I mean? But but then then I think all realistically. All these subscribers who don't come in. Who don't come in. Oh, I'll bend your blood all to hell. <laughs> um, but then I think realistically, would I actually do any blood bending? Like, would I actually like um, invade somebody like that? I'd mm. probably be more like a... Because I also wouldn't want to hit anybody with bricks, right? An earthbender. Mm. I feel like you'd be fire. No, I, would, I don't want to burn no, anybody. No, definitely would not That's be the fire. thing. But like, I'm thinking more personality-wise. Like really? unless Unless something... Something really volatile happens to my family, and I have to seek revenge. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go around burning people. I'm not going to smack people with bricks. I'd probably be a water bender because it's got ample um, uh, uses, comedic uses. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just like oh, you got milkshake in your face. Um, would that work on milk? Why not? Why not? If it works on blood, then yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I think I'd go water, but really? I wouldn't actually blood bend I feel like anybody. Earth would Earth would definitely be the most practical because you can make stuff. Including metal, apparently. So, um, see, I see JD as an airbender, because just like air, yeah, I can see if that. you put too much pressure on it, it turns into something else. Um, and you would, I could see you wanting to not suck the air from people, but give them air, uh, give them life, because uh, you're so sensitive. Oh, okay. You, you would be an airbender. To me, I see you as an airbender. Me myself. 
I'd be an earthbender. Yeah. Because I'd be springing that metal, swinging all over the joint. Oh, yeah. I'm, right. I'm earthbending, and I'll smack a person with a brick. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> well, Brandon. I think water, probably. Yeah. I'd want earth, but I think I would be water. Have you ever had water? Yes, I have had water. Okay. <laughs> we discovered earlier off mic, ladies and gentlemen, that Brandon has never had a croissant. That's true. A croissant? A croissant. Oh, they're so delicious. Never. And buttery. I've had bread. Why do I need a croissant? Um, what? That's what I I've thought. I've had a bagel. <laughs> and then he said, well, I've had a crescent roll. They're very similar. Do you mean the things you put in the oven and mm-hmm. you just like not, you pop the can and- Yeah, they're nice and fluffy. The same uh, they're not the same They're not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Not the same. It's, it's not even, it's barely close. No. You need to have a croissant. They're real good. Next. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, back to the email, Continu- Continue. Doing, email. I don't know if you know. We're doing a show right now. <laughs> I was wondering, Kia continues, what are your opinions on the DC TV shows that are premiering next week or slash half premiered, depending on when this gets recorded? Is there anything you look forward to or not look forward to? I myself was not a huge fan of the last two seasons of The Flash, but I'm interested to see what they do this season, especially considering they have a new showrunner. I'm also oh. interested in seeing how the big Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover goes. Peace, Kia Sharice. Great email. Thank you so much. And I'm excited for Batwoman. Yeah. It dropped already. I'm already behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. I have not watched it yet, but... I have not watched it. I'm watching it today, but I will be doing a very special series reviewing Batwoman, especially for Patreon followers of the Black Tribbles. So if you go to patreon.com slash Black Tribbles, no matter how much you choose to donate, it doesn't matter. You will get, starting on Friday morning, weekly reviews of Batwoman series, starting with episode number one. Awesome. Cool. Well, so I'm excited for it. And I'm also excited for, I gave up on most of the CW shows probably now about two seasons ago. One, because I thought I, as far as Green Arrow, I hated it. And The Flash, I think I've seen every, you know, version of a speed guy that he can fight. Um, And I've seen every version of that costume. I just don't need to see any more. Legends of Tomorrow, quirky fun, but I was getting my quirky fun from other places. And Black Lightning, tried to stick with it. It just, I just couldn't roll with it, but I'm happy that it exists. That being said, I still tune in every year for the crossovers. Generally like them both and I'm excited about Crisis. You missed Supergirl. Supergirl, I actually did like Supergirl as well, but when I gave up on decided giving up on Mm -hmm. Flash, I just said, you know what? I'll give up on all of them, and I'll just come back in for the crossovers. Well, I think I'm probably the most excited of everyone here, because I think I'm the only one who keeps up with all the shows. And over the past summer, I've rewatched all of Arrow and some of the other shows. So, yeah, I would say I'm real excited. (laughs) I'm I'm real excited. I saw Batwoman. It, it It had promise. There were some things I didn't like, some things I did. It, um, the main villain is the same actress from Birds of Prey, which I also have recently watched, so that was fun. Um, and you're definitely the only one still keeping up on the Birds of Prey TV series. I mean, series. I don't even like it. It wasn't good, but <laughs> it, 
it's in the crossover, so I gotta watch it. So yeah, I'm I'm real excited for all the shows. I think Arrow is definitely the one I'm most excited for because it's supposed to have, like, it seems like it might be multiverse shenanigans. Mm-hmm. They've teased that there's gonna be like each episode is gonna be relating to like a season. So like episode one will be season one and so on and so forth. They've teased that a bunch of people are coming back. So yeah, Arrow is definitely the one I'm most excited for. Tell me whether or not sometime in episode one of this season of Arrow, somebody says, you know what? This is bad. What do you, is what that do you a mean? line that they... Is that a... Re- no, but oh. that will be their commentary on season one. Oh, I like season one. It didn't get bad till season two. Really, I think season three was okay. Season four was the worst. I enjoyed that show legitimately, and I, I, was, I was impressed because mm-hmm. I, I think five episodes had dropped and I never got around to it and I watched five in a row and I was very impressed considering I grew up on things like Smallville. Right. Which is also great. <clears throat> so, um, uh, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed it up until Ollie got stabbed through the heart By and the then kicked right. off a mountain. Season and I three. Thought, and I thought, well, I mean, this is definitely going to be, we're going to get the Lazarus pit. They're going to bring him back with a Lazarus pit. There's no way they would do something asinine like rub some salve on his wounds and, and do it. And he, then literally he that's how he He penicillin tea. Motherfucker. <laughs> no. And I, that's when I sort of dipped out. I was like, I, I can't. Yeah. This is Season three and four were rough. Season yeah. five was great. First half of six was bad. Second half was good. First half of seven was good. Second half was bad. Now, Brandon, did you watch Batwoman? Yes. What did you think? He I, said he liked yeah. it. Oh, I'm sorry. He's I just have to wait to blow my nose. Yeah, it, it had it's. It wasn't my favorite premiere of the week so far. Supergirl, Batwoman, and Flash have premiered. Um, I would say Flash was my favorite, but Batwoman was pretty good. I liked okay. it. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Um, and you gotta remember, it's a pilot episode, so right. it's yeah. always going to be like, growing pains. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Don't read reviews, anyone. Especially on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. Apparently, it has a nine percent I mean, on Rotten. I'll Tomatoes. tell you what you can do though. Is go to Lens Patreon and watch. That's true. <laughs> definitely, definitely pay attention to that review, right? Please That's the only do. one that matters. Please do. That's right. No, there are other reviews that matter, such as when you go to podcasts and you leave reviews. Yeah, you if know you what? don't like a pod, if you don't like a podcast and you feel like letting them know and you want to give them a, a bad rating or a bad review, that's fine. Just keep it in context. You know, don't like it, but if it's contextual, you 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 rock on with it. Uh, you yeah. know, it's what a coincidence that you have brought this up, Len, because. Um, Brandon had said, hey, guys, I, I, I looked on the Gutter Talk uh, feed on iTunes, and I saw that you've got some reviews there, and there, there's one that we haven't really noticed before. Um, now, these all took place back in August, August of 2019, which is, is this when this first dropped, when we had the, yeah, own the stream, end of August, right? right. So there's, there's one from Batman that we already read, which was great. There was one from the Aaron Dojam. Yeah, we read we that one. We did that. Beaut- wonderful review. Mm-hmm. Five-star review. Great. Loved it. And then there was this other one called Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen, which is a, gave us a one-star review on August 30th, a one-star review. Right. And it says, nobody knows where the lawyer's gutter talk is, uh, tear face, mm-hmm. right? There's like a tear, sad face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, well, that, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know anything about what's happening with this review. I don't get the reference. Me neither. No. Nobody knows the, where the lawyers gutter talk it. I don't. I don't understand what's happening. And then I saw who who, who left the review. Who now, left the review? Longtime listeners may know of a, a another listener named Chris Saint Saucy Goodnight. Mm-hmm. 
And coincidentally, this person's name is Saint Sauces. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't tell if he forgot how to spell his his name or do we believe that it's a coinky dink or is this actually one in the same mr christopher good night yeah so uh i believe it is mr good night and i believe our crack researcher brandon actually did some skullduggery of his own to discern that it is in fact christopher saint saucy good night again i have absolutely no problem with getting a bad review from anyone as long as it's legitimate as long as legit legitimate and if you um if you give us a one star and you don't give us any context in a review then that's your that's what you've chosen however (laughs) if you give us a one star and you actually have now typed out something well tell us why you're giving us a, a, a bad review yeah i think it's especially confusing because this review comes from someone who not only do we know is a person that listens to Gutter Talk and Spoiler Alert uh-huh. and listens to, I believe, the Cannibal Heart cast, definitely listens to the Black Tribbles mm-hmm. as well. Mere seconds after they're released somehow. Mere seconds after yeah. each of the shows are released, he writes an email uh-huh. to almost each and every one. <laughs> a, a, a long scroll of his thoughts, yeah, yeah. you know, um, written in time with the show which more often than not are read on On the the show show. so much so that the letter portion of each (laughs) podcast is sponsored by Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight. And yet this is the dude who's going to give us a one-star review and then no context? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, you you know what, Len? You've nailed it. (laughs) My my answer to all of your questions is... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, thank you anybody uh, who leaves us reviews uh, on, on on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you find good podcasts. And thank you so much for writing us in. And Kia Sharice. Ah, wonderful. Uh, did we answer all the questions? That we did. Had? Great. We did. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Uh, now, the big thing that happened this week was... A film called The Joker dropped, right? No, it's called Joker. Oh, just Joker. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so Joker came out. Uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, DC has been putting out superhero movies, right? Um, mm-hmm. Let's say uh, Man of Steel. Just pulling another name out of a hat, Batman versus Superman. If I had to pick another one, I'd say Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Aquaman. Aquaman. Shazam. Shazam. Uh, Suicide Squad, right? All these guys—they've been—they've been bringing us these films for many years now, and more often than not, I have found that some of the complaints for anybody who has a complaint about these movies is that these golden gods of the DC universe have been presented to us via uh, motion picture in a kind of a dark and depressing uh, way. Yeah, that only really started the the table started to turn only with Aquaman and Shazam. The I would table say- started to turn, but I would say that the table is a lazy Susan that kept <laughs> turning because then they brought us Titans with fuck Batman. Well, that's and all, all we're still talking blood. about movies, though. But yeah. right? But I'm saying 
Okay. All, all of right, their all right. entertainment, their video entertainment properties, have had Lazy Susan back around to the okay. Titans and to um, Swamp Thing, and we keep turning and we Doom get Patrol. Doom Patrol, Ew, and we quirky. keep turning, and then we get I Joker. Mean, well, then you have to also include Flash and yeah, Arrow if, if and you're going there, Supergirl. Right. That's why I think we should keep it yeah. in the movies. All right. Fine. I mean, my point still is, is stance, right? We got the Joker, and they said, let's make it even darker. Okay, I want to see where you're going. That's where I'm going. Well, they, but they <laughs> I also... I got there. The train but, has arrived. But before before it, the, uh, it got to Joker, they did make an announcement on the train okay. that some of the other stops will be unscheduled stops, meaning they won't be in the same universe. Oh, sure. So, and one of those stops, ladies and gentlemen, is, is our next one. Joker. Uh-huh. So it, it is decidedly not in the same universe. Oh, as well, it's not in the same universe, but it's still a well, comic book movie. Now, well, what what I do want to say is that yes, Joker is probably the darkest thing they've done so far, next to Swamp Thing, and this one feels appropriate, right? If you're going to do a dark movie, that you do it with the Joker. Okay. So that fine. This is great. I just thought it was a funny thing. Like the more stuff they put out, the more I go. You guys are just keep doubling down on this dark stuff. Um, but so basically, this is directed by Todd Phillips, who's generally a comedic director. Yes, because he's known as the director of The uh, the Hangover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And starring Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Zazie Beetz. Um, Brian Tyree Hend- Henson? Henderson? Henry. Henry. And uh, Robert De Niro. Oh, Robert De- I almost yeah. forgot Robert De Niro, of course. And uh, Mark uh, Mark Maggin. Um, Mark... Martin. Mark Marin. Mark Marin. Yeah, he got me all fucked up. I was like, wait, who? Um, Mark Marin in like his one line speaking role. But so Len and Brandon, when this trailer hit, the first trailer, and we started to see some footage from Joker, what were your first impressions? Were you excited? Yeah, I was excited for it. Yeah. yeah. I always, from the moment it was announced, I thought it was going to be good. Okay. Yeah, I was excited for it. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. From the moment it was announced, I was like, eh, do we really need it? Mm-hmm. But then when they signed up Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. I got right. excited That's for what I mean. it because yeah. I like Joaquin Phoenix. I I know he always does interesting stuff. And then watching the trailer, I said, okay, Joaquin is bringing it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm interested in what's Okay, so we're all on the same. We're on the, still on the same train. Right, yes. To, to, to beat this to death. Um, and then I went and saw the movie. Ah, and um, did we all? Should we do a like spoiler-free review first, and then we sure. can, we can. Let's, let's since do, it's fresh. Let's give each give our impressions of the movie, give the spoiler, and then go in. All right, my review is: I have seen Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. King of Comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have also seen. Uh, falling down. Ah, yes. Which is uh, I don't know how many people remember this movie, but it was uh, Michael Douglas. Michael, du- no. Michael Douglas. Mike Douglas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Michael Douglas. Yes. Yeah, Michael Douglas. <laughs> uh, you know, I was confusing it with uh, the guy who played um, Batman. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Mm. Michael Douglas. Yeah. And so I've seen all three of these movies, mm-hmm. and then I just saw all three of these movies again, wrapped up into one movie. That is my review yeah, it's of a Joker. This movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Interesting of those of those three movies, two of those were directed by Martin Scorsese. Oh, and also starred 
Robert De Niro. Yep. I wonder if this will be. Con- Never mind. <laughs> Martin Scorsese, who is a producer on Joker. <gasps> what? Uh, and is someone who Todd Phillips has basically said. He basically he, he basically put it out there that he wanted to make movies that were, you know, homages to Martin Scorsese's 70s work. Okay. So that is why these movies um this have, movie well this movie <laughs> right it has remembrances of those those films um but this is basically this is basically a joker meme of king of comedy yeah it's hmm. a joker meme of taxi driver and maybe not even taxi driver i won't go taxi driver because i think if any of these movies, King of Comedy, um, is like almost beat for yeah, beat. Yeah, it's almost a one for one comparison. It's what, yeah. what Joker is all the way down to in King of Comedy, which is a movie from the late seventies, early eighties. Robert De Niro in the quote unquote Joker role mm-hmm. um, is obsessed with a late night TV host. Mm-hmm. Flash forward to the Joker, Robert De Niro plays. A late night TV host. Yeah. Hey, you see what I'm doing, kids? I'm doing commentary mm-hmm. on what was before. I hope you're liking this because there's nothing more. That's that's it. That's it. That's the thing. This. Oh God. We're, we're, God. Brandon. Brandon. I'm sorry. Um, personally, <laughs> I haven't seen either of those movies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when I went in, I didn't have any of that in my head. But I had trouble liking this movie. I had trouble distancing myself from Todd Phillips' comments uh-huh. before the movie. I, I'm uh. sure we'll get into that later. But after sitting with it for a while and hearing some other reviews, I think I like the movie. I don't necessarily want to uh, need to see it ever again. In fact, I wouldn't even say I like it, but I would say it's not a bad movie. I would say it's sure. a pretty good movie, but not necessarily one I would want to see again or one I even really like seeing in the, that much the first time. It is a good movie. It is not what I think a lot of people are mistaking it for, a good film. Right, because it's it has in it what most great movies have. A sensational performance. Mm. And say what you want about the movie. You cannot take it away from oh, Joaquin Phoenix. He was awesome. He's, go, he's going in. It's the full Joaquin yeah. on screen. Um, it, there's that. And the movie is legitimately beautiful. Mm-hmm. The tone that he wants to set in this movie just bleeds off the screen. Mm-hmm. So I, you cannot take that away. There are some amazing set dressings and camera angles. And there is one spectacular moment, which will probably live as a meme or a gif for all time, of the Joker dancing down the stairs that is really one of the best things on film this year. It's iconic. And and it did fill me with an energy of sorts. Yes. Where I was like, oh, that's there he is. That's the that's the Joker. There he is. Right. The only thing is that comes an hour and a half into the movie. movie, Yeah. (laughs) And it's undercut. We'll, We'll we'll explain later, but it gets severely undercut within seconds. Yes. So I before we get into spoilers, I mean we're it's real rudimentary here. Uh would you recommend people go see the movie? Because um, none of us have really... I mean, besides Brandon. Brandon said I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, yeah. See, 
I didn't like it, but no. I can't recommend that people go see the movie in the movies. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's worth going there, spending the money to watch it on maybe even an IMAX screen or something like that. But I do think it's a movie worth seeing for Joaquin Phoenix uh, performance. performance. Yeah. And, and that that would be it. I would say go see it in the theater. Um, as blase and a little angry as I am towards the film because it feels so lazy, um, I, his performance really, ca- I was captivated the entire time. Uh, at no point was like, I got to get out of here. I don't even want to watch this because he's so captivating. He, he's so good at what he does in this film. And there were some interesting tidbits, but um, I wasn't blown away. But I would say it was still an experience. I had an experience going in to see the movie. Yeah, right? I think and that's what I want. That's, that's what I'm asking for at, yeah. the, at the very bottom line. I would say actually maybe the opposite of when. I would say if you don't see it in theaters, maybe it's not that worth it. I think seeing it on the big screen with the performance and everything really yeah. heightens the experience. And I don't know if it's even necessarily like I don't I wouldn't want to watch this on like my TV at home. Mm. I don't think it would mean as much if I right. did. Well, see, I, I don't know. I, I think especially now where most people, I, I shouldn't say most, but a, a lot of people have a television that's. 35 inches or more, yeah. I think you can still appreciate what is happening with the cinematography in the screen. I think you can still appreciate his performance in the screen. And the experience that you get from going to the movies seeing this, I think this movie... Um, I don't think some of the feelings that I could see this movie breeding... I don't think that's it's worth the experience of going to see okay. the movies. But that's my opinion. Well, let's move on to spoilers. Please do. And I think we got a lot to talk about here. Um, the the biggest takeaway I have from this movie and that they've added something to the canon, which I've, I've never seen before as a person reading Batman and Joker stories for 30 odd years, uh, is the uh, tick that he has, the brain damage that he has that causes him to laugh when he is under stress. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, that's never been a part of the Joker before. No. But what a what a perfect way to make this happen, right, for this character, like the laughter. Like, otherwise, if he doesn't have the laughter, what's the point of making him the Joker, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just face paint for no, no reason. But the fact that they've given him this this tick where he has to, he laughs so hard he's gagging on his own laughter and he's crying because he can't stop, but he... He doesn't want to be laughing because he's in a terrible situation. Um, I, I think that's perfect for this character, and I, I think it was an inspired choice. I don't know who came up with it, but I, it was my favorite part of the whole movie, um, in, you know, besides the performance itself. I thought that was a great little thing to add to the character. Other than that, nothing new. There's nothing in this movie that I haven't seen elsewhere and done better. See, I didn't mind that part of like the laughter, but there were all, there also was a part of me that appreciated in Batman 89 that Jack Nicholson's character always had a bit of a laughter. Mm -hmm. Always had like a little bit of like a a crazy kind of laugh. Always kind of had like a weird grin on his face and stuff like that. Right? He had like a little snicker he would do. Not not big, but just it was always just 
there a little bit. Oh. It, that's the I did way, not get that out of that character. But that's the way I, I, I read that character. It's so, so that when he then becomes the Joker, yeah. that just becomes mm-hmm. even more. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, that laughter... He's already damn near laughing as the Joker, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it's, yeah. So it's like, I, I, I wanted to see that more brought out of him. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So I didn't mind it. Uh-huh. I'm fine with it, but I think I I like the other way more. better. Where better. he he gets the whatever whatever the inciting incident is yeah. to C- create this character. Right. That's when the laughter happens. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I love that it was already there and it was just sort of. Waiting to come out, and it's it, it's already so it's so much in there that it's just forcing its way out. Uh, okay. I like that. All right. Uh, what do we? Wait, oh, what, do, what did you think things? about that particular? Oh, the laughter. I thought it was fine. I actually I liked it. I was thinking about it. I think it's one of those things that only really works on screen. Like I think if it was comics, like having like text boxes filled with laughter every second would be oh, annoying. Nuts. But I think it really works here. Yeah, so that's it's one of the those performance things. that does it. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I really did like the like gagging on it and everything. Yeah, I like the laughter part. I liked. I don't, and I don't necessarily need it to be. I think, I think it's that I don't look at this movie as a Joker movie as much as I think maybe some other people do, because I don't need this to be like from some inciting incident. Because to me, there is no inciting incident for this Joker. I mean, there's not going to be like an East Chemicals fall or anything like that. Mm. So I don't actually like. There's a part of me that really believes this was not meant to be a Joker movie. It was yeah. like Todd Phillips had this idea, had this script, had this homage to Martin Scorsese that he wanted to do, needed to find a backer for it. Hey, Warner Brothers, they're looking for somebody to do a Joker movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. He's a, he's a he's a Joker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like Die Hard Three. Right. Die Hard 3 was not written as a Die Hard movie, but then mm-hmm. they were like, we need a Die Hard sequel. And the guy was like, I, I, I got, got you. His name's, his name's John McClane now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That, so that, that's theirs. And, and especially because the movie, even though it wasn't filmed there, looks so much like 80s New York. Oh, yeah. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, yeah. it's, it's like all the way down to like the garbage strike. And you, you don't remember this. And, yeah. and they had a huge garbage strike in the 80s. Um, and that, that again is there's virtually nothing about this that looks like Gotham. Mm-hmm. Or Gotham. I mean, and I know Gotham has sometimes been played as kind of like New Yorkish, mm-hmm. but it just, it just doesn't. It, it doesn't even feel like 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 I was even paying attention. Like when you saw the cop cars, the cop cars said Metro. Hmm. They didn't say Gotham. There's like there's no Gotham anywhere in there hmm. that wasn't like maybe on a TV screen. So that's a real quick computer thing they could put yeah. in or whatever is that stupid computer thing that made the building say Arkham. Right. That's so interesting to me because I've heard everyone else, everyone I've heard talk about it agrees that it doesn't feel like a comic book Gotham, but everyone fe- has said that they like how much like 80s New York it feels because no, it I feels... I do like it, but I'm saying that's that's what points to me that this was... Oh, yeah. He, he just that's true. tacked on Joker. Yeah. No, I, I like... No, the movie feels great and the, the, the set and everything is fantastic. It just feels like it, Joker was just... Yeah. Onto this movie, my biggest complaint about this movie is like this movie. It, it, it's it, 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 there's no. 
I don't I don't like the idea that we are supposed to basically be rooting for this guy. I said you remember when all the controversy came up. I said I'm I'm certain there's going to be some inciting moment in this movie where he's going to turn into the Joker and you're going to be like, ooh, oh, he flipped. Like, oh, I, I can't be back in this dude. And you feel uncomfortable about him for the rest of the movie. You still feel uncomfortable about him for the rest of the movie, but say what you will, all of the people you see he him kill are people that have wronged, have wronged him, him in, in one way or another. Now, maybe... You can argue whether or not they deserve to be killed or not, yeah. but they are people that you know in his brain had it coming. The Joker kills everybody. You yeah, know the what fact I mean? that he lets the little guy go. Right. Yeah. Some I saw. Well, okay, that's the one. That's what I mean. But that yeah, it, and he should have killed him too if it was the Joker. Right. I think it was interesting. Someone pointed out that like he only kills like six people. Like this is one of the least violent Jokers. Yeah. Like for all the controversy about how violent this movie is, this is one of the least violent jokers we've seen. Mm. Yeah, but the violence is it, 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 definitely heightened. It, it, it's from, heightened. It's heightened from like Heath Ledger or something like that. It feels more real. Yeah, it feels more real. It's, yeah. It definitely feels very real in this one. Um, another one of my issues is, you know, when we're talking about supervillains uh, who are the baddest of the bad, mm -hmm. I think if we dive into any... Uh, origin stories for these characters it just sucks the life out of them yes, it does. i'm thinking of darth vader when we get the prequels with annie mm -hmm. and uh well oh, sand i hate sand it gets everywhere like sh shut up mm -hmm. like you've ruined darth vader yep. by being this character by showing us this version of the character um and i felt the same way about this i the Joker is supposed to be the baddest of the bad in gotham city right he's the guy that everybody is terrified of except batman and watching him be this sniveling, sad, virgin kind of but, character but, but, with but, mental illness, and he just—but that's pretty he much can't catch a break. And he's, oh, I dropped a silly me. I dropped my gun while I'm doing my 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 clown dance at a children's <laughs> hospital. Oh golly, gee, look at me! I can't even. Oh, I can't even pick it up. To hide it because I keep dropping it. Boo, like, boo, boo. Come on, like it just sucks all of all of the drama and the gravitas out of a super villain. This is not a super yeah, villain. But this is but his origin story. You you go first. No, go go. Cause I think you're going to say the same thing. Well, it's just to me, I don't see this as the origin of the Joker. Like this is just a guy called the Joker. Like this isn't in the DC universe. This is right. just true. So there's that, and right. also... But the Joker, in all of his incarnations, has been the baddest of the... Well, except for Jared Leto. Has been the baddest of the bad. But I mean, like... Yeah, but that's the Joker. Right. This is, this is the guy becoming the Joker. There's that, too. And in the comics, even in the comics, right. the guy that becomes... Only in Batman 89 does the guy before he is the Joker shown as being, like, a bad... Badass dude. dude, right? Like killing right. joke, right? Like, but this there's is the always same... an inciting incident where that, he is, wherein he is dropped into toxic chemicals, right? But right? I would say that once, like when he, we're spoiling things. Once he kills Murray, for instance, yeah. Like I feel like that's very that's much the like the real. Incident? No, that's very much like the real Joker. Like he's that's real Joker. He's scary there. Yeah. yeah. And then like when he assume, uh, pr uh, you can assume he kills the therapist at the end. Like, I feel oh, like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. real well, Joker. He's Joker by then. Right. The inciting incident in this movie, I believe you're meant to, be, to think. think, is 
him finding out the truth about his mother. Right. Right. And finding out that his mother, who told him that he had like this brain disease mm-hmm. the whole time and the cards to give to people. Um, I mean, he does have a brain disease. I don't think that's fake. Oh, okay. But she, I think she made him believe that it was a medical condition as opposed to what you find oh. out from reading because he, he finds um, stories and then she, she leads him to believe that he is the son <laughs> of Thomas Wayne, which yeah. which dovetails into the dumbest scene in this movie. But I'm not going to go there yet. Oh um, my god! But then when he find but 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 then when he finds out that that actually may or may not be real, because mm-hmm. um, it's pretty ambiguous about that. And and also finds out that his disease in his head was brought on by his mother's multiple boyfriends beating the smack out of him mm-hmm. over the years that then causes him to now go and kill his mother, yeah. which is a more heinous thing than falling into any acid. Yeah, yeah. I think that is supposed to be the inciting incident. I see. To when he, like, you know, poor old Arthur Fleck yeah. now... Is the Joker because I think it's it's um, after that, and I could be wrong. That you now see him; he's got a bit of a strut. Oh yeah, he's right. like yeah, he's his own man. Yeah, he's so cocking the wall. Uh, like when he comes out, yeah, yeah. So I don't, but it's still it reads to me as oh, mom lied to me. I'm gonna be a supervillain. Well, that's true. Yeah, Come yeah, on, that's, it's that's, just that's again, true. it's just I think it sucks all the air out of a character, and that's that's the problem you have giving any mysterious character in origin Th- right. even Wolverine yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. stuff like that or Darth Vader mm-hmm. Ooh, where'd he come from I'd rather hear stories about Darth Vader than watch it happen mm-hmm. yeah I mean the well he killed a bunch of younglings and he went crazy and his his girlfriend died his wife died or whatever I don't know just watching it sort of sucks all the air out uh I I, I just I don't know I don't really feel that because I think like when you think of like Logan for example like that to me I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it just feels like you're focusing a little too much on the comic version. Because I feel like if you just look at this as a completely new character, the character that we see in this movie, I like. The character that is not the Joker. Right. I think in that way, it works. Yeah. If if you're looking to make a a movie about a character that is not the Joker, you've succeeded. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You've convinced me, Brandon. (laughs) I mean, but what I'm saying is like... a serial killer. Uh huh. Just not. Yeah. If you just uh, ignore the Joker part, I feel yeah. like it's it works. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. The dumbest scene in the movie. So is it he, the one at the gate? Yes. Ah. So he believes that he is the illegitimate son of Thomas Wayne. And I was like, oh, don't you? Because Thomas Wayne <laughs> had an affair with his mother back thirty years ago when she used to work for him. So he shows up at Wayne Manor at the gate with a wand he doesn't have balloons it's a magic wand he has a magic wand that sprouts flowers right and he's knocking he's trying to get into like hello Mr. Wayne I'm here during the middle of the day when you I'm sure you would be at your office downtown Mm -hmm. but I'm here to see if you were here so I can talk to you daddy Mm -hmm. and then Bruce Wayne appears who's like Ten? Ten years old. Yeah. Ten-year-old Bruce Wayne comes 
and is now having a conversation mm-hmm. with Arthur Fleck because he's not the Joker yet. He's still me, me, Arthur at the gate. That might have to be one of the dumbest, <laughs> cringeworthy moments of 2019 cinema. Do you mean when he puts his hands inside this, this child's, child's mouth? mouth. <laughs> <laughs> to make him... And the child stands there. Yeah, he's just I like... Mean, <laughs> This is not a four-year-old. Yeah. This is a ten-year-old I mean, let's be boy. honest. Bruce Wayne, not the not the normalist of kids. That's let's true. Be honest. That's okay. true. At this pretty point, sheltered. D- d- maybe sheltered, but at this point, he's ten years old. Yeah, There's but no even ten-year-old that's gonna let a guy stick his fingers through the gate. <laughs> through the a but wait, he gave him flowers. <laughs> he didn't bring him flowers. He had a wand. That turned but into he's magic flowers. It was not. I would magic. let a magician do whatever he, he wanted. Like oh my god! Homeless. We have to protect Brandon from magicians. Oh my god! <laughs> We're gonna get so many emails from magicians. Did you guys? So wait, are you guys saying you didn't like their Alfred? Wasn't he the greatest? Oh, I was I kidding. He I was awful. Really like I didn't like that yeah. Alfred. Yeah, either. I was kidding. Because one, one, I didn't like the guy they casted as Alfred. No. And, and I'm used to people not looking like comic book Alfred, right, so but, I wasn't yeah. looking for that. So I, he just didn't look like Alfred. He also um, didn't act like He didn't like look him. like a butler. Yeah. And he certainly didn't act like a butler, because the first thing a butler says is like, boy, go in the house. Yeah. No, he did. He tried that. You don't try. He was like, let's go. You said, you did, what, first of all, the butler only just pulls the kid and walks away, calls security. But then he, then he, he, he talks stands to there him. and has a conversation. Maybe he felt bad because he knows dumb? that the dumb. mother was right, and he did, he feels bad about the kid. Oh, there it is. I busted this whole thing wide open. Yeah. You know what? I would say this movie is a really good depiction of Alfred. As long as you take away it being Alfred, <laughs> Alfred? and it's just a guy behind a gate, I feel like this movie does it really well. well. I mean, <laughs> two things. One, I think if you – he's not named Alfred, so – the That's point true. still stands. Like That's true. this guy is a is a Jimmy. butler. Yeah. He's, no, so he's not. I believe in the credits. In the credits, he's, he's called credit Alfred. Yeah. Alfred. Um, so are you guys saying you didn't like the movie? My favorite part <laughs> when we still get to see the Waynes die. Love that. Oh, you know what? A lot of people had trouble with that. A lot of people didn't like that. To me, I, I think it would have been a missed opportunity if they didn't do that. If they had all of that shenanigans going on in Gotham, all the riots, all that sort of stuff, and they didn't, have, I'd be like, what a they should have just had the Waynes get murdered on no. that night. No. So I, no, I like that part. I like that part. I did not. I didn't like. I did not like the rest of the movie. Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Also, the rest of the movie. Yeah, I didn't like Thomas. I didn't either. like the depiction of Thomas Wayne. Um, I think I was listening to the iFanboy podcast, and I think Josh had said, "Just make him a Cobblepot," and I was like, "Yes, yeah. that would have been perfect if that was Cobblepot." Yeah, yeah in general, like Cobblepots pop, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think that would have worked out. Really Thomas well. is always supposed. To, I always see Thomas as a. Um, it's like the kindly, same like doctor. Yeah. So for me, this that, guy was a joke. So this was showing him as like this big businessman is yeah. a totally different thing. Yeah. But actually, okay, I didn't like Thomas Wayne either. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I didn't mind it because for a second I flashed forward that okay now, 
Batman is not only, you know, um, getting rid of crime in Gotham City because mm-hmm. of him taking his parents away, but Bruce Wayne is also trying to erase maybe some of the mistakes of his, of father. his father. So mm, I didn't necessarily yeah. mind them playing him as a bit of a dick as a different way to present him. I could see that. So I was fine with that. I do not like them putting in the murder of the Waynes again because one why does every freaking Batman movie have have to have the murder of the Waynes all the way down to the pearls which meant nothing in this one Mm -hmm. because the the before originally they're getting robbed. Right. Joe Chill was trying to get those right. pearls So he's money. grabbing the pearls because I want the pearls. For some reason, he thinks his money in pearls. What? <laughs> in this one, in this one, dude, is there's just anarchy on the street. Yeah. He's just following them because he didn't want to follow everybody else. He didn't want to follow the mob who was just going around having a good time in their clown faces. So he follows them. Well, again, Thomas Wayne, world's dumbest dad, who leads your parents, your kids, down and wife and child, down in the an alley. alley during a riot. During well, a riot. during a riot, I mean, I wouldn't want to go down like the main street That's where true. everyone's rioting. Yes, but but not I, down a dark alley. I'm not going down an alley that nobody else has tried before. Yeah. Not with my kid. Maybe if it's me, but not with my wife and my kids. I would have no. been more upset if it was Arthur Fleck doing it. If they were like, yeah. "Oh, we're going to do the 1989 Batman," that would have made me Fle- more af- right. upset. True. So this one, I was like, "Okay, it's a random event happening." So I was kind of okay with it. Robert De Niro, to me, is woefully miscast in this movie. Okay. Now, I understand his casting because he plays um, basically the Joker role in The King of Comedy, a wildly superior film in a movie that is, you know, dated some fashion-wise, but everyone should see. One of Robert De Niro's best performances, I believe. But in this movie... He now is playing the role of the late night, late night host. In the King of Comedy, he is obsessed with a host who is played by Jerry Lewis. Yeah, actually, probably Jerry Lewis' best work in that movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is is that in that movie, it kind of made sense because the Robert De Niro character in the King of Comedy wants to be a stand up comedian. He wants to be a stand-up comedian big time, but he wants to be a stand-up comedian solely so he can be on this guy's show. Yeah. That's the only reason he wants to be a stand-up comedian. Because this guy, who basically is playing like the quote-unquote Johnny Carson role mm-hmm. in that movie, you know, Johnny Car- that was the place to be if you wanted to be a, a stand-up. That's where if you want to be, make it a stand-up, you got to be do five minutes on The Tonight Show. In this movie... You, at least I I didn't get the sense that he really wanted to be a stand-up. Right. You know what I mean? He kind of talks about it, but he, I don't really get the sense like he's trying to go after it or he has any type of unhealthy obsession with it or this late night host. Well, I think it's a little unhealthy. I mean, he has a um, a fantasy where he's in the crowd, and then the host brings Robert De Niro brings him up and thanks him for being there and oh, being that's so right. loud. And I then we're gonna hug scene. in front of everybody. Yeah, they watched they watched it like every night. He yeah. and his mom. Well, no, watch. Yeah, but 
back in the 80s, that's what you did. You watched mm-hmm. The Tonight Show. You got to remember, this was before cable. So that's what you did at 1130. You, t- yeah. you watched the, the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Um, but I, I had forgotten about that whole yeah. that whole fantasy sequence. I guess maybe it's because in The King of Comedy, all of his fantasies, yeah. everything, his he whole world. He even has world, a fake, uh, like he has a fake a f- set. A fake set. In his basement. In his basement. You know what I mean? Every fantasy mm-hmm. is is about this guy. In this movie, yes, he has that one fantasy, but then the rest of his fantasies are him totally creating a relationship with the woman down the hall. I really like that part. Did any of you believe yes. for a second that she was involved with him? I did. I saw the scene of them with their first meet in the elevator. In, in the elevator. And they have like the briefest of conversations. They don't I don't think they even talk. Oh, they I think they said something to each other. No, right? she did the Yeah, she did the 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 about, yeah. about about her little girl. Yeah, yeah. I believe that happened. I believe that happened, and yes. And then the next scene where they interact is her coming to his door and saying, hey, were you stalking me? And he goes, maybe. And then she like winks at him and gives him the sexy smile and no. then walks away. And I was like, that did not happen. He said yes. And then she was like. Yeah, yeah that's what he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, he said yeah. yeah. But I don't think it was like a st- I didn't read it as like a sexy She, she gave him a little, a she flir- gave a little him, flirtatious like, you know, okay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you cool. what she didn't do. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. You're watching me take my daughter to school. You're following me through yeah. New York's get the fu- Right, right. If I ever catch you near me, that's what a person would do. Right. Um, so as soon as that happened, I was like, oh shit, she's not this isn't real. This isn't really happening. So when it's the big reveal later when he goes to her apartment and she's like, uh, Hello? Why are you in my apartment? I was like, yeah, duh. This is supposed to be revealed, but it wasn't. I don't think that it to me, I don't think that it's necessarily played obvious that you know their relationship was just a fantasy um but i do i do believe that her reaction when he comes in later Mm -hmm. you know like literally i can't even say breaks in because he seemingly opened the door um into her apartment and, and it's just sitting there i think her reaction and a line that she basically says, like, aren't you that guy down the hall? Mm-hmm. That gives it away yeah. that well, yeah. everything else was a fantasy. What I've heard a lot of complaints from people in, in different reviews was that then when it cuts to Todd Phillips' homage of the Fight Club and we see all of the past scenes yeah. and you realize where she actually is not in those scenes, he reveals that she actually wasn't in those scenes. I've heard people say like either were like you already seen it yeah. and they didn't need that yeah. or um, they were like, and I, I, I don't don't mean to put words in your mouth, Brandon. I liked it because I didn't necessarily know oh, you didn't that it was know. fantasy. No, no that's, but I didn't that's know. What oh, I'm, you didn't know. Okay. That's what I'm Sorry. saying. But that's what I'm saying. Some people so were some people either or. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't believe that she was going with him, but I didn't necessarily know it was a fantasy until right. she said that line. I had, yeah, I had questions about it. Right. Because it was, because mainly she has a kid. Yeah, so it's like, how are you kid? going out so much? Yeah, because she was with, like going out to like the nightclub. Right. And like, you're going to sit with this random guy. His mom just got in the hospital. So 
it, you would assume it just happened. How did mm-hmm. you get a babysitter so soon? Right. Like I had questions, but I didn't know that it wasn't real. You yeah. thought it was just bad filmmaking, right? Not yeah, yeah. or bad writing. So me myself, I only needed the line that she gives yeah, and her reaction, which was beautifully played. And thank God they gave gave Zazzy Beats that to do because she was doing nothing else. Yeah, in the movie. she had nothing, to do, nothing to do in this movie. Um, but I'm not necessarily mad at them doing the other thing, the Fight Club stuff, because mm-hmm. I know that there are people that maybe didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm fine with that. However, what I don't like is one, they wasted Zazzy Beats yep. in this movie. Um, but what I do like is whatever they did do in this movie, because what I have learned is that the script was worse. Well, really? In the script... I don't know if it necessarily happened in the house or anything like that, but in the script, um, he does have those those moments with with Zazie. Oh, Beats. oh, they existed. Right. She existed and- until he. Well, uh, and maybe they are. Maybe they may actually still be playing. No, they're playing out as fantasies in his head. Uh-huh. Um, but you learn that there are fantasies when. He comes upon seeing Zazzy Beats with another guy. Uh. At which point he then, some at least later or whatever, confronts her daughter and screams in her daughter's face that your mother is a whore. Uh. This movie is not very nice to women. No. Um, and I understand I the character himself. Right. Has trouble with women. Mm-hmm. But I think that's different. Having a character who has trouble with women and being a movie that is unkind to women mm-hmm. are two different things. Which is why I think that, one, it's very ambiguous about what happens after he leaves Zazie Beats' uh-huh. um, apartment. Because you don't know whether or not she he left her alive, alive? or killed oh, her. Oh, shit. And it, to Brandon's part... I think you're left to believe that he kills the therapist at the end. Oh, for sure. But you don't know it because they don't show it. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's purposeful. I mean, he's literally trailing blood. Well, he definitely His hurt her, but it doesn't. Hurt, hurt her is not killing her. Right. I'm, I don't I'm, think. I'm, I don't think you. I don't think you get bloody footprints all the way down a hallway I, I, from. What I'm saying is that I don't think that they want to show the 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 violence to women. I see. In this movie, I see. Because you remember the scene that happens at the um, on the train. No, no not the train. Mm-hmm. The, the scene that happens at the uh, at the talk show at night when mm-hmm. he kills Robert De Niro's character. That's an homage to the Dark Knight comic book. Right, Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. Oh, and in that yeah. comic book, he kills the Doctor Ruth character that's right as well the that's dr right. roof character who is there on yeah. the set gets away he uh, okay now just a quick since we're talking about that scene wherein he gasses the entire audience which, in, in, the, the in the comic in the comic book yeah would you have preferred that to him just shooting robert de niro in the face no because this this guy doesn't have is not right This is a realistic. This is more realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, realistic, but also this guy is not the Joker yet. True. You know that that was the Joker come back to life, and then you know calling on his old cronies. This, which is one little thing I, and I'm reading into it. At the end, when um, the Joker is caught in the the car accident, and then these 
and it's not even car accident. They somehow know that he's in the car and they yeah. rescue him. And it's these big two dumb clown face wearing guys that oh, pull Tweedledee him out. and Tweedledum. That's exactly that what I was thinking. thinking. It's like, oh my God, is that Tweedledee and Tweedledum? Nice. You know, or you know, Tweedledee to come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that I was like, all right, if you're doing that, I see you there. But otherwise, I'm not liking this movie. Oh, you know, I wanted to just quickly touch on something that I brought up earlier but didn't want to spoil. But there's the scene, the very evocative scene where he's dancing down those yes. that hallway. Uh, I'm sorry, down those steps. Down the steps, yes. Um, and he's having his own moment. And it starts off with like this weird um, sports. Yeah. Hey, you know that song? And then that sort of... Um, lowers and mm-hmm. then what swells is this more self-important orchestral um, exactly. score that's happening which is a strange transition but um it gets very self-important and like here's his slow motion dancing and everything he's feeling himself he's feeling himself and then uh at the top of the stairs you see the two detectives go hey and he yeah. goes what and he starts running yeah hilarious scene but it, it's definitely like one of those undercut um, you know, people get upset at Marvel for having a serious scene that's undercut by humor. Uh, humor that felt lightweight to me is like, oh, oh. and yeah. he's like, we gotta get. It's kind of funny. I like that in this only because like he shouldn't get the, the those moments. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is like you wanted. They're that. bringing him back to reality. It's like, no, you're not this cool special dude. Yeah. Here's the people to remind you. You're of still that. this sad dipshit. Yeah. Yeah, which is my problem with the movie. And that's the other thing, is that it's about a mentally ill person. And they have nothing interesting to say about mental illness. There is the little bit with the, because you could. It seems like he gets worse when they cut his funding. Well, the funding. They well because he's no longer on medication. Right. Yeah. So I mean that's what they're saying about it, is that like, um, mental, mentally ill people need to be treated properly. Mm-hmm. Not that I mean I don't I'm not trying to defend that part. I didn't like yeah. how they. Or did they're going illness. to murder everybody. Yeah. Which is why I think again. They didn't give a name to his disease. That's good. That yeah. he had. Yeah. And and um, may speak to them writing in that the disease, that it wasn't necessarily like a birth defect or mm-hmm. something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it's like an accident that by, just by trauma. brain damage. Right. He has brain damage. You know. So. Uh, and I didn't, I did, I did not like the end with him. Like, this is the part that made me realize, okay, there may be something to this controversy in the movie. When they pull him out of that car, and now he's standing on the hood, and he's he's basking in the adulation. Yeah, and he's the face of this revolution against yes. the one percenters, right, who are right. doing all of the poor people wrong in Gotham. Which is nothing of what happened to him. No. Not one bit of. And he, and he revels in in that yeah. a little bit that's where i thought like, well i would say a little bit because again as we just said um basically he can't afford to have his medication so he is a poor person quote unquote and um because um cuts have been made he is no longer on his medication and getting the help he needs so he is he is affected by the one percent but the reason he shot these three guys, these Wall Street guys, is mm-hmm. because they were beating the piss out of him, mm-hmm. not because he had a statement to make. And so he has sort of co-opted this thing. He has been wrongly att- attributed mm-hmm. this revolution, right. which was not his intention. So, yeah, it's a little bit of both, right? I guess I guess so. There's also a part of me that wonders how hard did his mother really work on 
trying to help him right. with the medication instead of these pie in the sky letters, delusional yeah. letters that she's writing to yeah. Thomas. Well, I mean, Lane. as you find out, they're both they both have issues. Yeah, she has her own mental history that she's dealing with. Right, and she's she's got this made up. Well, and actually, two questions. Talking about um, sort of what the reality of this movie is. Mm. Do you think that she actually had any sort of relationship with Thomas Wayne and that he is covering it up? I think it's purposely left ambiguous because the picture at the end, like, says TW. So to me, that was like hinting at it. However, the writing on that seemed to coincide. with like right now we saw for her previously. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't. I need to look closely at that. I think. I. I think. Um, I think it is meant to be ambiguous, mm-hmm. but and, I don't think that she had. And right. then also, like the adoption papers don't list a father or anything. Yeah. So. Well, no, I don't think. No, at no point do I think that he is the son of Thomas Wayne. Right. I was asking. As do far you as think the, their relationship, there was any sort of tryst? Yeah. On the on the side of, of Who knows? Um, yeah. you know the mom and and um, Thomas Wayne. And yeah. then my second question is. I've seen some people, and I didn't take it this way. I've seen some people interpret the end of that movie where he's in a padded cell and he's having a conversation or whatever with a therapist that none of the movie has happened. And that this That's is what, one of the Joker's, you want to know how I got these scars? I wondered that yeah. too because the therapist at the end, if it's not the same actress from before, resembles her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, except that she now is shown to be much older yeah um and there's also the part in the beginning of the movie where you see him banging his head in like a padded cell yeah and then you quickly leave it Uh i don't remember that someone else mentioned that that that, that flashes right at the beginning of the movie i think i gotta watch it again um that would make me appreciate this movie more yeah if I i found out it was just one of his just a joker tale right yes that I would, in my head can, and that would help me out. Yeah. You know what? Actually, okay. Because then it's that character who has seen these three movies that we've all, or that the two of us have seen, mm-hmm. two of the three of us have seen, and he's just pulling on those like Kaiser Soze-esque right. way right. of being like, I'm just going to throw these three movies together, and here's my origin, psych. And that would also, with the, if we're thinking that the therapist is possibly the same person, but now depicted as older, mm-hmm. it would g- give leave to the end possibly being happening in real time yes. or closer to real time so that this joker could be used if they wanted to going yeah. forward in the yeah. Batman or DC universe. Yeah, oh, I, I got to say, man, when he is the joker, he was great. I don't believe that the character that he depicted before he was the Joker felt like the Joker to me. But I think uh, Joaquin Phoenix, when he's in full makeup and everything, is very much is, very, is a good Joker. Joaquin Phoenix is is good from beginning mm. to end. He is never not interesting. Yeah, you know, um, he he's great. I'm talking about like the strut and the dance. Mm-hmm. You know, right. even the str- the the 
the mean walk that he has after he leaves Zazzy Beat's uh, apartment, mm -hmm. which is why you're not sure whether or not what happened in there, because he's got a mean on, man. Because mm -hmm. I think he leaves there to go and kill his mother, because I think he had just found mm -hmm. out the truth. Right, because he goes there for some solace and right. finds a stranger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, he, he's... He's a beast. He, he's a monster. I, I think he will definitely, like... I could easily see him being nominated for an Oscar. I don't think the movie is good enough to get him over that, get right. that over the hump. I agree. But uh, yeah, he he was a beast. He, but he's but uh, like I see, Zazie Beats is, is wasted in this. Brian Tyree Henry is is wasted in it. Um, oh, is that the guy who was just we had the files? He's the yeah. file clerk. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I saw him and I was like, hey, look at oh, you're gone. Yeah, he, he's wasted. Um, Shay Wiggum, who's one of the cops, right? Yeah, he shows up everywhere. He's Is that the guy from um, uh, from Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's always great. He's great in everything, and so is the the other character actor that works with him. I can't, I don't know his name. Um, you're right. The guy that plays Thomas Wayne is yeah. Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. Um, the woman that plays his mother, she's all right. Oh, I think she's really she's always really good. I, I don't know that actress, but okay. um, she, she's all right. Uh, but Joaquin Phoenix is like the only reason to watch this movie. I'd say watching on a huge TV in your home with your own popcorn. JD and Brandon, uh, Brandon say, you know, no, go to the movies, contribute to mm. the uh, millions. Wait, no, don't do that. Dollars that this movie has already made. I'll tell you what. The thing that makes me not want to send people to see this movie is the director. Yeah, Todd Phillips, director, talking some bullshit now, what about is it oh, exactly you can't be funny anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah but that's uh, that's the typical lament, man. Uh, is uh, it? Well, no, I shouldn't say this is the typical lament. It's a typical lament of someone who panders primarily in lowbrow humor and d with not much to say about it. Say yeah. what you want about The Hangover, as big of a success as it was, it's a it's a dumb raunchy comedy you know mm -hmm. what i mean there's not that much intellect but in it's it. funny no it is funny but it's very lowbrow right now since we're talking about todd, todd phillips. phillips and his crybaby reaction to people not liking his movie um mark Marin, also in the film yes retorts great comedian have you seen this i i, I he referenced it okay on his show um the quote is, there's plenty of people being funny right now, not only being funny, but being really fucking funny. There are still lines to be rowed. If you like to write a line, you can still write a line. If you want to take chances, you can still take chances. Really, the only thing that's off the table, culturally, at this juncture, and not even entirely, is shamelessly punching down for the sheer joy of hurting people, for the sheer excitement and laughter that some people get from causing people pain, from making people uncomfortable, from making people feel excluded. You know, that excitement. I'm glad that somebody else involved with this mm -hmm. had something to say. You know what I mean? Um, because to me, this whole we can't be funny because the far left just get angry and they cancel all of culture. And social justice war. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I was glad Mark Marin, you know, because he's involved with this with the thing as well. Yeah. So I'm glad. Um, and to be fair, I like Mark Marin a lot more than I like Todd Phillips. I love I Mike, Mark Marin. Yeah, he's great. Love him. Even though I forgot your name for a split second, dog, yeah. but I listened to every one of your podcasts. Just heard the one with Danny DeVito. Great he's so episode. good in Glow. 
Yes. Yeah. I started watching Glow and I got sidestepped to uh, The Good Place and, yeah. and Power Through Night. Also good. Also yeah, good. Also good. But, yeah. All right. Um, if any of you, I know, I know y'all got something to say about Joker. So if you want to email us and yell at us, you can uh, email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Or coldpopgo at gmail.com. If you want to help out the show and you want to leave us a review, uh, feel free. Uh, for If you go to iTunes and look for Gutter Talk, you can leave us a review there and help us out. And also subscribe to the show on Gutter Talk. Yeah. Or, or on, uh, on, on, on Gutter Talk. iTunes or Stitcher <laughs> or wherever I, Stitcher, good podcasts Spotify, be found. All them places. If iTunes is still around. Yeah, do that. Well, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, Apple. Thank you, Apple Podcasts. Oh, and Patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo or Patreon.com Black Tribbles. We would, they would help us out a lot. Thank you so much. Brandon, where can people can find you? Here. If I'm here, come say hi. Yeah. That's about it. And where All are right. you? 4327 Main Street, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Even though it's breaking When there are clouds in the sky You'll get by if you smile Through your fear and sorrow Smile and maybe tomorrow You'll see the sun come shining through for you Light up your face with gladness Hide every trace of sadness Although a tear may be ever so near That's the time you must keep on trying Smile, what's the use of crying? You find that life is still worth while if you just smile if you smile through your fear and sorrow smile and maybe tomorrow you'll see the sun come shining true for you. Light up your face with gladness. Hide every trace of sadness. Although a tear may be ever so near. That's the time. You must keep on trying, smile, what's the use of crying? You find that life is still worthwhile, if you just smile. You'll find that life's worthwhile, if you just smile.